Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski, and I just wanted to let my audience know how much I appreciate the comments, the questions, and the conversations I've been able to have um, over the last several weeks about some episodes that have been dropping on the, the pod. So thank you so much for reaching out and just taking the time to, to let me know that you're listening and the questions that are coming up for you. I'm going to be really honest. This is this is, I think, the fourth short that I'm doing. I've lost track now. Maybe the third short. Um, suffice it to say, it's more shorts than I had anticipated we would do um, in this spring edition of season three. And at first, I was really anxious about it. And I was particularly anxious about this episode because for those of you who are regular listeners, you'll notice that this one's going to be dropping on a Saturday. So... Not only are they a different form than what we've typically been doing around the longer interview or the longer conversation, they also, this one is not dropping on Thursday. And as I said, I was I was getting pretty anxious about it. And I think, um, you know, having been a coach and been coached myself, I started to recognize and ask myself, you know, what is it, what is it about that anxiety, right? I started to interrogate how I was feeling and, and what I came to, and interestingly enough, when I was attending our, um, church service last Sunday, the, the minister, we had a guest minister, a Unitarian Universalist, uh, minister who does a lot of social justice work. She was, her sermon was around, um, perfectionism. And I thought to myself, because I had been thinking about having these thoughts and thinking about these things, I thought, mm, the universe is, is talking to me once again, right? And so I thought, maybe I would just do a short around perfectionism. And so as I started to get anxious about doing a different form of the pod and having this episode drop a little, a couple days late, I would, I was, again, interrogating those feelings. Like, why was I feeling that way? And the thing, the phrases that started to come up were around, well, it's because it ought to be, I should be doing, I should be acting, I should be giving, right? Like whatever the verb is, but notice the should. And what is that should? Well, the should is, you know, what, what I've called before a saboteur, right? Or that inner voice. And in my case, I wrote down two saboteurs, I think that there's a comparison saboteur there, right? Like comparing either to what others do, what I've done in the past, what I think is the right way to do a podcast. And then there's the saboteur of perfectionism. And I do have a bit of that in me, right? Which which if I'm using the 2% truth rule that I've talked about before, there is some there are there is some good in my perfectionist saboteur. Um, that saboteur keeps me on deadlines, helps me to get things done, helps me to reach some of my goals or to even set higher goals. And then the saboteur takes it a little too far. And then I have feelings of anxiety when I miss those deadlines. And so I just wanted to circle back and do some reflection around this idea of perfectionism, right? Because if you go to Webster's Dictionary, perfectionism is defined as a flawlessness, 
a supreme excellence, right? Um, and so if we if we think about this more and we think about what we feel like when we fall short of perfectionism, because we know from all the quotes out there, I mean, goodness, there's so many different quotes on perfectionism. Um, one of them is around, you know, perfection and perfectionism. Perfectionism is the enemy of done. Um, there are others around this idea that perfectionism often keeps us from doing certain things or any of the things, right? Because we're so worried we're not ready, we're not prepared. If it's not going to be right, I'm not going to do it. And so I've also been thinking about this idea of right, right? So, and this is what the sermon and the minister she was speaking about was what's interesting about perfection beyond the anxiety and this, you know, this idea that perfectionism immediately sets us up for failure because we all know in our quiet moments, if we're with a good friend, a family member, alone, talking to a student, um, one of our own kids, perfectionism is not possible. It doesn't exist. And so when we say or when we think it's got to be perfect, we've already failed. We've set ourselves up for failure. And so think about that for a minute, right? And then think about any standard that you set or you see that you perceive as perfect, right? Whether it's completing a task in a particular way, doing a podcast in a certain format, writing a paper. I've been talking a lot with my doctoral students, so papers and proposals and you know, those kinds of milestones are on my are on my mind. And I was at a meeting the other day with other leaders of programs talking about these sorts of conversations around rigor, right? Our our standards of rigor. And the question that the minister came back to on Sunday and what I've been thinking about with others is by whose standards are we judging our actions? Whose standards? And if we find those standards, which they're easy to find, right? Oftentimes they're written down as policies and procedures, exemplars, examples, role models, um, you know, thing, articles that you see in the library that are sort of the standard that our, my doctoral students are shooting for, um, a piece of music that you hear that, you know, you think is the standard of excellence, um, movies that have won awards, books that have won awards, um, Instagram pages that have, you know, millions and millions of likes or comments, all of these things, these successes or these perceived successes becomes the standards by which we judge ourselves, the standard by which we measure what we do or what we might do depending on whether or not we can reach that standard. And if we dig a little deeper in many standards in our culture, in our system, in our society, we might also notice, and again, this is what the minister talked about in her work around social justice, is that these standards are often set by those in power and, with, and those with privilege and who have domination. 
And it started to make me think, why would we want to follow that standard? Right? Why is that the standard? And a lot of times our responses to that question are, because that's the way it's always been. Well, what I'm learning and I continue to learn every day is that maybe the way that things used to be done isn't the way that it should be done, isn't the best way to do things. Maybe there's a different way. Maybe there are many different ways to do things. There isn't one single standard. And so when I think about that question, those questions, and I think about coaching, and I believe me, I have plenty of students and clients and in my own coaching sessions, this comes up a lot, this idea of perfectionism. It, it takes many, many forms, right? It manifests in different ways, phrases that individuals and groups use, the experiences and the examples that people share. They're, they're different. And yet the saboteurs are often the same saboteurs of comparison, the same saboteurs of perfection, the same saboteurs of you're not good enough. It's not good enough until you do this next thing, until you reach that next goal, until you win that race or earn that credit or write that book or you know finish making that dinner or complete that project or win that proposal, whatever the next is for you in your life, you're not good enough until you get there. And then when you get there, what happens? What happens? We all know what happens. We're still not good enough because there's another goal. There's another accomplishment. There's another thing that's in front of us, usually because you're seeing other people get to that place, right? And so the cycle starts again. And so when I'm in these coaching sessions, again, my coaching sessions with my own coach and my coaching sessions with my clients, what's really interesting is what we try to do as coaches, and I notice it as a client, is get us to notice, right? The first thing we need to do is to notice what's happening. And what do I mean by that? Well, just by having this conversation, just by you listening to this podcast and perhaps thinking, maybe you nodded your head, maybe you sort of smiled, maybe you thought of a specific moment where you're like, ugh, yep, I feel that worry and anxiety and, and just discomfort when I'm thinking about this. And if you did that or are doing that as you listen to this episode, you're noticing. Noticing is also being able to, and this is much harder to do, I think it takes practice and time and patience. Noticing in the moment when that feeling bubbles up, when that thought creeps in, can you just notice it? Can you pay attention to what's in your body, what you're feeling in your body, where you're feeling it? Is is it in your shoulders? Is it in your heart, in your belly? Do you get a headache? Is it in your eyes? Where is it? Is it in your ears, that voice? Where in your body do you feel those feelings around 
this saboteur of perfection. Noticing, noticing how you react, noting what, noticing what you say, noticing what you feel, and just being with that moment. And I don't, it doesn't, I'm, I'm still a work in progress, as I've said, I'm still learning. And even though I've written a book, Dancing with Discomfort, noticing, <laughs> noticing, naming and navigating, right? Um, I still have lots of work to do. And I still try when I feel those feelings, when I notice that anxiety, I interrogate it. I ask myself about it. What is going on? What is this thing? And then I name it. That is my perfectionist saboteur through and through. Welcome to the party, perfectionism, right? You are not welcome at this party. <laughs> you are not welcome. They may stay for a little while. They create anxiety. I may have a tough day. I may have a couple tough hours, a rough meeting. I may not be as kind to my kids as I should be. And that's because perfectionism is still at the party. Well, if you continue to notice a name, eventually you're able to start that navigation process. And part of that navigation process might be working with a coach. And with my clients, we try, we notice, we ask lots of what I call experience questions. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? How is it showing up? What does it look like for you? And we use metaphors. We really dig into and do some noticing around that saboteur. And we name it. Oftentimes naming might come um, first in a coaching session because unfortunately these things are all too familiar to most of my clients. So the naming part isn't always that hard. But if we haven't done some naming around it, we'll, I might tell a client what's coming up for me as I'm listening to them. And if what I'm saying doesn't resonate, they'll toss out a word or a phrase and then, ah, that's it. That's what it is. I'm feeling this way. I'm showing up this way. And it's because that saboteur has invited themselves to the party, right? And so what's the navigation part? Well, the navigation part is not running away. The navigation part is not distraction. It might, I mean, in some cases it might be, right? And But that's not the navigation that we think works. I mean, if you... If you want to go back to the research, right, and I write about this in my book, when we have these moments of discomfort and in these transitions that I write about um, with some depth in the book, we really, we really want to run. We really want to avoid. We really want to distract or we really just want to quickly, quickly move through it. Maybe hold our hands over our ears and, and run right through it, right? But that's really not the best strategy, the best strategy requires us to notice, name, and navigate being in the moment, being with the feelings. And that's why the book is called Dancing with Discomfort, because we have to learn to be okay with the discomfort. And so with clients, one question I love to ask is, What's important to you in that moment or in this moment? And that one question with some pause can start that navigation process. And so what do I mean by that? What's important? 
Well, if you were thinking about, you know, think for a moment. So you're in some moment. It could be a work thing. It could be a personal thing. It could be a family thing. It could be an exercise thing. It could be, gosh, it could be anything. And your saboteur of perfectionism, comparison, not enough. You call that saboteur what resonates with you. I don't know what you call that saboteur, but that inner critic shows up and reminds you that what you're doing right now or what you just finished is not good enough. And now what are you feeling? Anxiety, upset, frustration, maybe shame, defeat, You're not feeling good because that saboteur, that comparison saboteur, that perfectionism saboteur is telling you over and over again that this is not good enough. And so ask yourself or go see a coach. Come to see me. I would love to have a conversation with you. And I'll ask you what's important to you in that moment when you think about that accomplishment, that exercise, that moment with friends, that moment at work, that moment by yourself, what's important to you? And the most amazing thing is that what's important in that moment to most everybody I talk to, including myself, I won't say 100%, but boy, is it close to 100%. (laughs) Most everybody I talk to use words like progress, growth, development, connection, enjoyment, learning, the struggle, being vulnerable, courageous, showing up as myself, authentic, diversity, laughter, relationships, having fun, being with people, my kids, my family, my students, my colleagues. The list goes on and on and on. And what I want you to recognize from that list, from that simple question, what's important? What's your priority in that moment? Nowhere in that list is being the best, being perfect, Nowhere in that list. It's because it's your saboteur. It's not your core. It's not your core values. It's not who you are. And so you need to navigate, right? We've noticed, we've named, we're navigating, we're in the process of navigating because we're exploring this moment, we're asking ourselves good questions like what's important, powerful questions. And then part of the navigation is to try to figure out what you need in that moment to uninvite this saboteur, to quiet that saboteur, to get a hold of that saboteur. What do you need? And the need will vary. I mean, I've had clients who have said they need to do some visualization around certain things and, and, and f- that for their homework, they sort of think of colors. I've had clients that love sticky notes. So a new sticky note is made and made really visible. Personally, I've added certain pictures to my Apple Watch and my iPhone as a weekly memory. Others have used music music 
used conversation. I mean, it's limitless, really, what the need could be. But there's nothing wrong with needing something to help you uninvite that saboteur. That saboteur is not welcome at this party anymore. We have to learn and we have to start understanding that strategies that we've often used may not serve us anymore. There may have been times where that strategy did serve you. And you can take a moment in this navigation and be grateful that you had that strategy to serve you when you needed it. But it sounds like now, based on your noticing, based on your interrogation, your feelings, your exploration of that experience, that strategy, that saboteur is not serving you now. You need something new. Uninvite that saboteur. Change the channel. Quiet the voice. Whatever metaphor, visualization, idea works for you, let's try to shift it. Because what's important is not being at the top of the mountain, being the best, whatever that is, being perfect, being flawless, achieving supreme excellence. It's progress, it's learning, it's struggle, it's vulnerability, it's enjoyment, it's inclusion, being seen, being connected, listening and sharing with others. These are the things that my clients and I share with my own coach as what matter. They're our priorities, not perfectionism. Not perfectionism. So this week, as you are doing you, you being you, as a good friend of mine likes to say, if you notice that you have a saboteur of perfection, if you notice that you have a saboteur around comparison, do some noticing and naming around this. Call it out in the crowd. Call it out on the dance floor. Call it out at the party. Notice it. What are you feeling? What thoughts are coming up? What do you hear in your head? What does it feel like in your body? And start navigating. Ask yourself, but what's important in this moment? And what do I need to do to uninvite this saboteur? And if you remember nothing else from this episode this week, please remember this. When you wake up in the morning... You open your eyes to another day of possibilities. Before you pick up that phone, before you think about your to-do list, before you step one foot out of that bed to start your day, you're already good enough. And when you return to that bed in the evening and put your head on the pillow and snuggle down into those covers... Turn off your light and close your eyes and think of your day. No matter what you did, no matter what you didn't do, you're still already good enough. Stop comparing yourself to some standard that you think matters. Stop comparing yourself to a standard created by 
someone else value you because of what you have to offer, what you have to contribute, not because it's the same or aligns with or meets up with something else. Stop comparing yourself. Stop hoping and pushing and measuring to somebody else's standard. Stand in your own truth because you're good enough. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you so much for just being you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care, everybody. So sincere under the glaciers of your last year. Oh